Hi there, my name's Adam Parr. I'm the podcast host, the Parr City Podcast. In this podcast, you'll be listening to me connect with people from different walks of life, from the military to people in the music industry to people in the self-help industry and many other areas of life. In this podcast, I'll be talking about topics from self-help, mental health, motivation, spirituality, mindset, society, current affairs, and much, much more. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe, share, and let me know your feedback. My main intention on this podcast is to have a positive impact. For you, the the listener, to take something positive from it, to apply something positive into your life from this. Now, with without further ado, let's get into this podcast and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the Positivity Podcast. On this episode, I'm joined by Clifford White. Clifford White has an extensive background in the field of martial arts, personal development and the fitness industry. In this podcast, we talk about mindset, motivation, martial arts, and much more. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Tuning in, trying to find out how to win. Go along and tell a friend. Marathon, you know the game. Keep on running, never end. Getting better, make a man. Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it, Adam got it. Parsivity, 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 Boys, how you doing? Um, it's good to have you on the podcast, mate. Yeah, yeah, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for asking me to be on. No, no, you're welcome. Um, yeah, we, we basically connected through, you know, uh, a friend of ours, didn't we? And, you know, you kind of know my dad as well and kind of go way back. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, obviously you've asked me to come on and talk about my... Uh, journey through um a martial arts and health and yeah, fitness yeah, yeah. and well-being and you know that sort of stuff I mean starting off with the martial arts yeah. um yeah. when I I, mean, I grew up in the early 70s and yeah. uh, there's loads of martial arts films out and stuff like that but not just that uh being sort of a young kid with a big massive afro and stuff like that. I think initially my mum was sort of like, and sort of being the only sort of, you know, person of colour at the school as well, um, just for sort of self-protection, a bit of self-defence, my mum um, decided to send me to uh, karate. And that's where it kind of, you know, all, all began. So started off sort of doing karate, um, you know, from five years old. Then when I was around about nine, uh, ended up getting into Kung Fu for a couple of years, animal Kung Fu for a couple of years. Then uh, we've moved because throughout my lifetime, especially as a child, we've, you know, we've moved about quite a bit. I moved, 
uh, ended up getting into boxing, amateur boxing. We still love amateur boxing. Um, didn't really feel the draw to get back, you know, the draw back into into martial arts. It was a friend who sort of like pestered me to come down to sort of do kickboxing. And then uh, really got into that. Uh, and alongside that, because I've always been into sort of fitness, uh, I used to do cross country as well. I was the uh, Nottingham cross country champion. Used to be third in the UK, whatever in you know Europe. Used to you know love love my running as yeah, well. Yeah. As doing the uh, you know the kickboxing, then moved into Thai boxing. Um, stuck with that, uh, and so you know the majority of all the martial arts that I did up until that point had all been sort of like striking or striking martial arts, uh, and then ended up sort of like getting into Japanese jiu-jitsu, um, trained up to my brown belt, well, done my brown belt second tag, got up to sort of my black belt, then ended up sort of changing from there, um, getting into wrestling, uh, learning about sort of like Roman, uh, Greek, Greco-Roman wrestling and freestyle wrestling, uh, and, and sort of like, from there, went into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. A friend of mine had a um, gym. Initially, I used to just go down there, train, do a few hours. Um, he had a instructor that was leaving, kickboxing instructor that was leaving, um, and asked me to to kind of you know cook, to to cover the class. Um, started doing that. Then there was another kickboxing class that had started up, uh, and then he asked me to do uh, MMA. Um, and I didn't really know a lot about it at that point, but I, I did loads of different martial arts, uh, you know, in the past. And uh, at the end of the, all my classes, I used to always show the guys, you know, a bit of grappling or, you know, a, a choke or a, a lot that they could add on to, you know, the, the kickboxing that I was teaching at the time. So I ended up starting my uh, own uh, mixed martial arts club. Um, Used to take two of my younger sons with me, and they still train today. They still train in mixed martial arts today, um, and basically done that for about ten years. Um, and then after that, not that on the air. Basically, wanted to get more into uh, fitness and stuff like that. I'd worked in sort of housing and social care for about I don't know sixteen years or so. Uh, been a civil servant before that. Um, but I'd always been passionate about sort of fitness and, you know, training, that sort of stuff. That pushed me to, you know, add this opportunity of redundancy. So I could either take my redundancy. I worked at a company called Framework in Nottingham for about 11 years. Um, so I could either take this redundancy uh, money or I could uh, take a lower position within the company. But it meant a real big kind of wage cut. Um, and what I decided to do, because the thing with that sort of work as well, it's, it's very stressful. You know, you end up sort of like, unless you're totally heartless, sometimes you bring, you know, you bring some of those person's problems, you know, home or you're thinking about them or, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. you kind of thought, you know, you could, it's not one of those jobs where it's nine to five and at five o'clock you can sort of say, right, see you later. If someone's in the middle of a crisis or, you know, whatever, you go, oh, sorry, uh, you know, I've done my hours today, deal with it on your own now, and sort of, like, you know, walk out the door. So, you know, it's kind of a stressful job, so I thought, why not get into something that, you know, I really enjoy, 
learn more about it and see, you know, see what I can do with that. So it meant going back to school. So I um, went along. Initially, um, didn't have no sort of qualifications within, the, you know, within the sports. I've been a gym instructor briefly when I was around about 19, when I was at college, uh, doing the A levels, and um, went there. Did a level two. Uh, it says, oh, basically you're gonna have to do a level three, but to do the level three, you gotta do a level two. So I did, did a level two in uh, exercise in, in exercise and gym instruction. Then went on and did uh, my level three as part of my uh, entry into university because. Uh, even though I had stuff that was level three, I had nothing that's, that was sports specific. So you needed something sports specific and you needed uh, your GCSE, you know, level three. Yeah. And you needed yeah. a GCSE in maths uh, and English at C and above. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with me, basically, I mean, I've got a BTEC National Diploma in Science from when I was younger. Yeah. I've got um, four A-levels. I've got two in maths, uh, yeah. one in pure yeah. applied, one in pure in stats. Uh, I've got an A-level in chemistry, A-level in physics as well, um, which are all level three. And then through the housing and, you know, that sort of work, I've got uh, an MVQ level three and advice, information and guidance, but just nothing sports related. Yeah. So yeah. I ended up doing a, a level three PT course uh, and my GCSEs as well, because I, if you, if, I didn't know this until um, obviously I tried to get into university. Yeah. If... Um, yeah you did any qualifications that were before the year 2000, they're not on no computer system. Oh, wow. So academically, um, if you want to you know, go and you need a certain GCSE grades, you'd have to go, you, you've got to go and resit those examinations again. Oh, wow. Because, because, because they've got no record of them. Because, yeah. you know, they don't, keep, they don't keep no paper records anymore. So, um, yeah, did that. Then decided to do my degree in sports and exercise science, and then did a top up, did, a, did another year, and did my uh, my my sports studies. Finished that at the back of sort of in July, um, and then I've uh, kind of had a bit of a break, and now I'm, I'm you know I'm job hunting, even though I'm I'm still kind of working for myself, self employed, doing you know PTing and. Doing yeah. uh, yeah. with the mixed martial arts, or you know, for you know, whatever the individual client wants. So uh, yeah, that's been it. I mean, I've um, whoops, that's are you right. still there? Yes, yeah, right. yeah, well, yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm really glad that I've, I've stuck with you know doing the martial arts all the way through. So it's 42 years. You know, obviously I'm 47 now, um, 48 next, and um, yeah, it's, it's kept me in good shape. Uh, you know, the mental discipline of it. You know, um, it's definitely a good habit to form because it's it's okay being the way I see it. Um, inspiration, for example, is like a flash in the pan. If you're inspired yeah. to do something, you can do it, and it soon kind of Think kind of fizzles out, yeah. Even the same with you know motivation. Motivation normally can only, in my opinion, last so long. It's um, getting into the habit of it, and once you make something a habit, there's no thought to it. There's no, oh, I've got to make the effort. 
you know, the effort doesn't matter because you just do, you're an automatic pilot. You know, so you will get up, you will practice your techniques, you will, you know, go for a run, you will do some press-ups, do some sit-ups, whatever, you will do those stuff without even, you know, it's not an effort, it's not, oh, God, I've got to, I've got to do that. You'll, you, you'll, you'll do it without sort of, you know, thinking about it. So, think, you know, that's, that's one thing that will... Um, that, that, that I'll take away from it that it's got you with you know it's a good habit to it gets you into that habit of wanting to keep you know yourself in uh, shape uh, and I think initially it's a good confidence builder you know excellent excellent confidence builder and obviously confidence in itself can launch you into you know get get you the girl you want the job you want you know meeting good you know meeting friends been able to handle situations you know better because you've got that confidence you know about you you know you haven't got no insecurities you haven't got no you know worries you're not worried about somebody punching you in the face you've probably been punched in the face thousands of times and it's like oh it's <laughs> it's, it's just like yeah. drinking a cup yeah. of tea you don't want to be you know you don't want to be scared of drinking a cup of tea are you you know oh, if you're a drink oh. if, if you're a tea drinker anyway you know what I mean or drinking some water so it's like you know you kind of become climatized mm. to a certain situation, you know, to certain situations. So you've got no fear of those situations anymore mm. as well. Um, but yeah, you know, for, for me, I can name so many, so many different positives. Uh, also the mental stimulation of continually having to learn stuff. I mean, one thing I love is the grappling and the, you know, the rest of the jujitsu techniques. They're so technical, you know, so, so technical. Um, so that sort of like mentally keep, keeping you going, being able to remember those techniques, because the thing is with a lot of those techniques, it's those little intricate details that really matter. So if you just rush through it and you're not paying attention or you're not doing, you know, certain things, you know, just one piece right, then the old of the technique kind of will, will not work. It'll fall, you know, it'll fall apart. Mm. So uh, yeah, de definitely, definitely a lot of positives you can take from it. Um, but I think life as a professional martial artist is very tough. I mean, being a gym owner, I think that can be extremely difficult uh, because you seem to get these waves of people who will come in, they're enthusiastic for a few months, and then they'll they'll, they'll drop off. Because what a lot of people don't realise is how much hard work it is. Do you, do, do you know what I mean? They come up, they come in yeah. sort of like underestimating how much mm. grit, how much determination, how much it it takes mm. to do, do you know what I mean? To to do it, yeah. to keep up, with. To, to keep that consistency with it. Y yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, really, Adam. That that's what it's about. It's consistency. You know, it's it, it's consistency, and in my experience is very 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 few people who have got that right sort of like mentality to be able yeah. to do you know what i mean who, who know and who've got what it takes to you know to, to progress in it but i suppose it's all it all depends on what you're doing it for yeah people do this stuff for all sorts of different reasons people do it to like like we, like like we mentioned earlier to build self self-confidence um some people just do it for fun and just to keep fit 
Mm. You know, if I like, me at my age, I mean, I'm not, I'm not thinking about doing it competitively at 47 years old, but it's something that, you know, will keep me physically and mentally stimulated. And then also, it's all the stuff you have to do, mm. you know, how serious you are, uh, along with that, you know, the nutrition for, for one. I mean, nutrition and supplementation, you could say that's, you know, that's a high, that, that, that can be a high, quite a high percentage of your, your, your success rate. Uh, and also your mentality, mm. you know, the right sort of uh, psychology or the right sort of like psychological help and advice on hand for when you need it for dealing with, you know, with anxiety or almost like a, you know, with stage fright almost, mm. you know, you you can see people, you know, who I've trained where, or even people who, who have uh, gone in there and competed, you know, with me. Um, in the gym, they're, wow, they're amazing. You know, they're looking like superstars. But um, as soon as uh, there's an audience, yeah, as soon as there's an audience there or they're on, you know, they're in an arena or whatever, it, it, it's like they, they forget everything they've, they've learned and everything they've been, you know, training. But depending on who you've got around you, you know, sport now, a big thing now is like sports psychology, getting a good sports psychologist in there to help the athlete to be able to deal with those sorts of, uh, you know, situations. Mm. Yeah, no, massively. And I think like what you're saying as well, like, you know, that it's good that you're passionate about it and that it's, you know, helped you in, you know, a lot of ways. And like you said, with fitness, a lot of it is nutrition as well. And I think people kind of forget that or they don't really understand that, that it is what you eat, how you know, what you drink and that mentality aside with it. And um, it's all kind of interlinked, isn't it? Like your, your nutrition, your, your your mentality, your, you know, the fitness. Um, exactly. So, so in other words, what do you think that means? It means it's a lifestyle. Mm. You can't just do, you know... You can't just dip your toe in and expect to get the full benefits. Imagine it's a fountain of youth. Imagine it's a fountain. If you visualise this, it's a fountain of youth, yeah? Mm. Right? It's a fountain of youth there, right? Right in front of me and you, yeah? yeah. But to get the full benefits, you've got to dip your head all the way in, submerge yourself, come out and chill in that pool, yeah? If you just put your little toe in, that's the amount of benefit you're going to get. It has to be the whole way. The more the more you throw yourself into that, and the more you live like that, the less effort it is. Yeah. If you're going yeah. out and you're buying healthy stuff to put in your body, and that's what you eat, and you get used to that, it's not an effort to go. I must buy this particular food to make me healthy. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's like same with the the fitness. Even one of the stuff that used to advise people when I used to be a PT. This. There's ways you can almost sneak physical activity into your lifestyle without even realising it. Mm. Uh, if you wanted to increase your step, say you're one of these people with a pedometer, you know, I want to increase my step count. There's little things you could do. For example, if you start parking your car park at the far end, mm. yeah, at the car park, rather than right as close to the doors as you can get, <laughs> <laughs> you just do that. That might be an extra 500 metres. Yeah. If you turn around to yourself and you go, right, anything under half a mile, I'm going to walk from now on. Do you know what I mean? 
It might take you two minutes longer. Wow, you've lost two minutes today, but you've got a little bit fitter by being a bit more active. Mm. Yeah, you're getting your toe, you know, you're getting further and further into that fat and the youth idea that we've just mm. been, you know, visualizing and talking about. Do, 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 do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. And it's bits, it's bits like that. Just little changes, little changes. I mean, and I think the best way to make these sort of transitions as well is making them making these little changes bit by bit because what the the research says is if you try and make a total you know 360 turn and sort of like go right from today or from tomorrow i'm doing you know a b and c you know i'm i'm, I'm going so many miles running um, um you know eating so much food um you know, eat a certain type of food or whatever. You're trying to make a big change like that. Normally, after 12 weeks, yeah, probably six months top, you'll be back, most people will be back to square one. Yeah. Really? So what you've got to do, or what the, you know, what the research says, so it's not me saying it, it's not me just giving you some bro advice. This is what, you know, what the research is telling us is that, uh, if you make those changes gradually, and also by making them changes gradually, they're almost unknown, you know, it's almost, you're not even conscious, uh, consciously thinking that, that, that these changes are even taken, because it's that, that minuscule, that small, they're not even registering. You know, that, cause say like, for example, you, you eat a lot of white bread, yeah? White bread is probably worse than sugar, you know, it metabolizes quicker than probably sugar, white bread does, yeah? So by having whole green, whole, whole grain wheat, maybe even stuff with seeds, the more natural a state of food is in, the more better it's going to be for you, mm. yeah? Um, as, a, as a general sort of like rule of thumb, without going into masses and masses of detail, you know? Mm. Um, if you just made that small change, there's one small change that's going to help you be a little bit more healthier. We've mentioned parking your car a little bit further away. Mm. There's all these little things you can do. And if you've just done one of them things every week, by the time a year's gone by, without you even noticing, you've probably made an absolutely massive change. Someone mm. who's seen, you know, you seen for a year sees you again, they're like, because they usually say, right, I'll do... 10 press-ups every morning, which is nothing, is it? Yeah, and maybe 10 sit-ups every morning. I'll change my bread. I'll do this. You know, you're making little bits along the way. Before you know it, you could do a little morning routine of exercise that will probably take you five minutes, do your old body, and you're ready to go for the day. Yeah. And then anything else you're doing on top is a bonus. Mm. It's, you know, if you start off with one of those things, 10 sit-ups not even going to take... A minute, is it? No. There you go. This week, I've started doing 10 sit-ups every day. It's no. Just get up. Yeah, I've done 10. Boom, I'm on, I'm on my way. I mean, you could put the kettle on, do 10 sit-ups, and, you know, you're still yeah. waiting for the kettle to boil. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, hang on here. So before you know it, you could probably do that one week, then add something else on, then maybe increase the numbers. Before you know it, you're putting the kettle on, doing a little mini workout, having your cuppa, you're on your, do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're, cramming, you're cramming these little bits in and it's a small change. 
Yeah. And then as you, you'll notice as you get fitter, as the stuff gets easier, you'll probably want something more to challenge yourself. Then before you know it, you're in an shape, you go, oh, you know what? I might actually go to the gym now, or I might do this, or, you know, get into what, I might play a bit of football for, you know, or whatever. But mm. it's those small little, do you know what I mean? Small little changes along the way. If you go, right, I'm going to start doing so many hours every day now, I'm going to totally switch my diet up, I'm going to have five protein shakes a day. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to last. It's not going to last. Mm. You know, the best way for longevity, you see, because that's what we're talking about. We're talking about longevity. We're talking about making this U-turn and, you know, going from where you are to where you want to be and making it your lifestyle. Like, this is how I live, mm. you know. So I'm going to do it for three months, get myself in shape, and then I uh, can't be doing it with no more and go back. Because this is the one thing as well. You can't store fitness. You can't store health. You can't like say, right, I'm gonna put three months in the bank and that's gonna that's gonna last now for a year. Yeah. If you make you know, this is going all the way full circle back to what you said, you know, ten minutes ago, consistency. Mm. Yeah. You need to be consistent, even if it's a, a tiny bit what you're doing, be consistent with it. And if you get into a habit of it, it's it's your habit. It's like waking up, splashing some water on your face, brushing your teeth. You don't even think about it. It's just something that you you do on automatic pilot. And that's what you want everything you're doing to be because then it's not an effort. It's, it's nothing. It's just like, well, this is what I do. You know, like we mentioned with the kettle thing, if you go to the habit of every morning, you, you do that, bosh, bosh, bosh. You know, <laughs> you know you're not going to... It'll just be like, oh, I do that every morning. Don't even think yeah. about it. It's like not even five minutes of your day is gone. You know what I mean? It's like, well, yeah. it's no. But that little bit's going to start making a difference. And in a couple yeah. of weeks, and what you'll normally notice is in a few weeks' time, when, you, when it starts to, you start looking at yourself going, actually, I'm physically noticing a bit of a difference. That might even spur you on to go, you know what, I'm going to do a little bit more. Yeah. It's in the changes on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do a little bit with your diet at the same time. And before you know it, you know, you, you're living a lot, lot more of a healthier lifestyle. But the, I mean, the benefit as well for your mental health, um, for, you know, depression, for anxiety, all sorts of, you know, mental health uh, disorders. I mean, even when it comes down to uh, addiction as well, mm. you know, fitness and, you know, health and well-being, it, 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 it's brilliant. I, I, I used to work as a drug worker and um, what I ended up doing is setting up uh, a thing where we all started playing uh, five-a-side football. And through that, other, you know, other addicts got to meet other addicts and started to help each other and oh, how long how long you been clean and this and that and the other. And I got them all into the gym and some of them started going to the gym after a few weeks noticing stuff because neither people, they've packed in, they've been like this, you know, for years, like just skinny. Because obviously, the, you know, been on heroin yeah. and whatever else, and then started doing this football, started going to the gym, started like eating normally, started seeing a bit of weight on them and a bit of shape, and that, you know, gave them more encouragement and more motivation to carry on. So these things I'm saying, I've seen them, I've seen them work, I've seen them in action. Mm. But, um, you know, getting the funding for projects like that 
is a is is you know can sometimes be a bit of a bit of an issue. Yeah, a bit difficult. So you've got the funding there, and then also um, just getting people to take it on board. Mm. Every, very easy to get into a comfort zone. Yeah, you know, it's very easy. You know, if there's no a lot a lot of the time, I think us as human beings, we can be quite lazy. And we like being we like being we like being comfortable, which is no good for our health. It's no good for us. You know what I mean? It's uh, it, it really, really isn't no really isn't no good for us. But most like if you're living a certain lifestyle, unless you've got a major health issue, yeah, yeah, when you're talking about life and death, most people won't make those changes mm. that, that, that they need to make. Um, and even sometimes when it is life and death, that you know, it increases the number of people who probably will take up exercise and will do something about it. But on the whole, you still got a good percentage of people who won't, who won't sort of like make those changes to try and help themselves. I mean, an example of that would be. Um, type two diabetes, yeah. yeah. Type two, uh, you know, certain types of type two diabetes is reversible, yeah, through a changing lifestyle. So if you become more active, you cut down on the amount of uh, sugars, that yeah. Then basically, you could reverse it and get, get in effect. Uh, send it into remission and get rid of it mm. and the amount of millions of people who suffer with that um, is, is is ridiculous I mean don't get me wrong you, as you get older your increases even if you live in a, a fairly decent lifestyle you increase uh, your chances are still increases are increased yeah. that, you, that you could develop that well, I'm saying it's, uh, it's possible to send it into remission. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Through a change in diet and through, you know, being phys more physically active. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, I think like, you know, human beings, we, we, we've got the, the power excuse me, to, um, you know, make decisions and, you know, change the way, you know, that we live, you know, change the way that we think. And like you said, it's like those small changes kind of like have that kind of domino effect and just kind of builds um yeah. and you know what you were saying earlier about you know working out and it just becoming a habit and just becoming like natural um it's like you know throughout lockdown i just started you know just doing press-ups and weights and things like that and then um, somebody somebody spoke to me about i don't know if you heard of it called like the compound interest so so it's like the compound effect so, you know, a small 1% of doing something, like I said, let's say do 10 press-ups for a week, and then you build it up to 15, then you build it up to 20. It just kind of builds, doesn't it? Um, yeah. I think, like, yeah, with, with fitness, there's so many benefits to it. And like you said earlier, you know, dipping your toe in the water, you're only going to get, like, certain little effects and benefits. But if you submerge yourself into it, and it just becomes natural, and you're almost not thinking about it. And I think it's nice that, you know, what you said earlier, 
that you you know you did a five a side thing with these guys and they met and they socialized and they you know they could see the improvements in themselves it just shows you how powerful um you know fitness is and how people can change and develop through it oh god yeah yeah massively massively i mean there was um a young lad who used to come to the mma classes and uh with him uh i got a message that his dad wanted to see me and i thought oh god it's because i'm always you know telling him off in class and saying oh you know sh- i'm you know shouting and raving at him, blah 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 he's told his dad he's like right i'm told i'm telling told my dad that and uh, I went down there and I didn't know what to expect. I was almost expected to, uh, what are you doing having to go to my son? <laughs> anyway, uh, he, he wanted to say, oh God, I just want to thank you. And I was like, why, what for? I said, ever since he's you know, started here, all the teachers have been getting him praise, says his behaviour is a lot better. We've noticed his behaviour is a lot better. Da-da-da-da-da, he's really enjoying it. I just want to say, you know, keep up the good work. Uh, and, you know, nice one. Um, if that was quite funny, like so I was expecting him to be raving and shouting, but he, you know, it made such a change in his yeah. behaviour. Um, and what I didn't realise as well when he was coming, apparently he had ADHD, and I, yeah. I had no clue about him having that. But, um, you know, the feedback from his parents and the feedback that they were getting as well from school was that it made, a, you know, a massive, massive you know, effect on his behaviour, you know, and improve, improved it, made him pay more attention in class. And what is it? Attention deficit disorder. So if anything, he's always fidgeting, he's always doing this, by, you know, getting into the training. And I don't know whether or not it's just because it was tiring him out or what, but it basically yeah. uh, it improved, improved his behaviour sort of all around. Um, so, yeah, like, like you said, it is a powerful thing. I mean, what the sad thing is, though, is the poorer you are, yeah, the less likely you are to basically um, maintain or keep fitness, you know, or or lead lead an active lifestyle. So normally it's like, if you put, the poorer you are, the worse your lifestyle is going to be, the worse your diet's going to be, the worse um, your physical activity and stuff like that's going to be. Um, there's a massive correlation with that and also uh, interestingly enough just going slightly off on a tangent there's also a correlation with uh, the amount of television that people watch and the amount they're active and their IQ and you know economic you know the social economic status of where they are so yeah it's pretty sad and I think uh, to a certain point, I think it does come down to uh, finances. You know, I think it's easier to live a healthier lifestyle, yeah, um, if you're basically uh, more well off. You know, you've got, you know, you, you, you're more financially better off. You've got more financial stability. Mm. Uh, basically, cognitively, yeah. Mm. You've got so much juice in the tank every day. I'm, by the way, I'm putting this in like layman's terms without getting too yeah. scientific. Yeah. You've got so much sort of like, imagine you've got so much ju- juice in the tank. Yeah. Mm. Mentally every day or so many coins or whatever to spend on thinking about different stuff. If you're in a so- low social economic class, you haven't got much money in other words. 
say when you go to the shop, yeah, mm. you've got to put more thought into what you're doing because mm. you, you're going to be there thinking, right, I've only got so many pen, pennies or so many pounds to be spending and I've got to feed my kids, I've got to do this, I've got to do that. You know, say you've got somebody who benefits. That's actually quite mentally, you know, they're going to be worrying about paying bills, this, that, and the other. That's actually quite mentally taxing. So they're going to use a lot of their, you know, energy, yeah, call it mental energy, you know, doing that. Mm. If you haven't got to worry about that, yeah, then one, without the worry, yeah, you've got more coins in there because there's less thought that you're having to put on on those sort of like areas of your life. Mm. Um, same again, when you walk into that shop, you could make healthier uh, choices as well because, you know, you've got more thinking power. In other words, you've got more, more ability to be able to think about it because you're not so stressed out. Mm. Yeah. What happens to us whenever we get stressed out, whenever we get angry, yeah, the prefrontal cortex, yeah, gets less, yeah, becomes less effective, mm. yeah. Um, and obviously, the prefrontal cortex is our higher developed brain. It's, it's the last part of the brain that develops between the ages of sort of like 25 to 30. So by the time mm. most people are sort of 25-ish, yeah, their, their prefrontal cortex will be developed and the cleft is like a full, in biological terms, a fully sort of you know grown kind of adult. Mm-hmm. When you're stressed out, that part of the brain tends to, like I say, uh, become less and less and less and less effective. The more stressed you are on a sliding scale, the more you're able to think logic- logically, creatively. Da 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 da. da. You know what I mean? All, all those things dwindle because you're stressed. Yeah, mm-hmm. because you've got that financial pressure on you. And then also, I think there's that the financial ability to be able to pay for your fitness, pay for the better nutrition. You know, you can buy better quality food mm. when you're more financially better off. Mm. You can uh, hire, you can hire a personal trainer. You know, you could you, you could you can buy a, your own gym and have it at home. There's a mm. lot more opportunities uh, available to you if you you know in a if you're more well off. You know, you, you're in a higher social economic class. Definitely, yeah. all, the way, all the way through. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you've got to, there's, there's a lot to be taken into uh, into consideration. And then yeah. obviously, you've got the fight between uh, all these big manufacturers, yeah, mm. that produces food that isn't really that healthy for us, mm. uh, and buying up all the advertising space and you know stuff like that, and sort of natural foods. You know, you, they can't compete with that. Mm-hmm. And also, this is boring. <laughs> we put all the razzmatazz on the packet and the advertising mm-hmm. and that sort of stuff. And here's some plain, boring vegetables. And, you know, just, it can't compete. It can, you, yeah. know, you know, um, and also, like I say, the psychology and everything else put behind those adverts. You know, they've been mm-hmm. created in a specific way to... Yeah, yeah, they've got yeah. The, the intention behind every word, every image you're seeing, to have a certain psychological effect to make you buy whatever the product is. Mm. Yeah, you know, you know, so the odds are really stacked against you. I mean, we did a thing where we drove down a high street, going from where most most of these kids from school, right, 
back to their homes on an estate. And we mm. can earn 14 takeaway shops oh. from the school to where they had to go home. Wow. 14. So if you're a parent and you've got to pick them kids up from school and you're driving home, yeah, it's, or even if you're going to work and you're going back to this estate, we thought, right, this is the only road to get there. They've got to go past, you know, all these takeaway shops. Yeah. How easy is it going to be for any of them parents or anyone coming back from work just to go, oh, I'll have that instead? Yeah. You know, from super high calorie, you know, rubbish. Mm. It's going to be, you know, it's that temptation's here. That's crazy, uh, crazy, isn't it? Yeah, and it's going to save you all that cooking, all this, all that, all the other. Um, but the other thing is, once you've done that, most of them people, when they get back, they're not being active. They're just going to get back, eat the food, slump in front of the TV. That's them done. That's it. Mm. You know. And, uh, and the and the thing is, when you once you sit down that level of motivation of actually doing something like decreases because you feel relaxed. Once they sit I didn't get down, that. I was a bit crackly. What, once, once they sit down, that kind of like level of motivation of doing something like decreases because you know, they sit down, they're eating something and they relax. And the chances of them doing something, you know, working out or something like just diminishes. Yeah. One, I mean, you've got to, you've got to have something planned. If, it, if, you, if you've got something planned, yeah, that might be something different. And then to increase your chances even more, if it's with somebody, uh, if it's with a friend or another person, yeah, your chances are increased again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's some sort of like, you know, social facilitation going off there. So if you had a buddy, yeah, who um, wanted to train with you. Say, say, say I live around the corner from you, Adam, mm. and you arranged with me or I arranged with you to go, go and do something, you're more likely to do it because you've arranged to do it with somebody than yeah. you are yeah. on your own. If you, you know, I'm not saying you've got, you know, on me on my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saying, you, got, you on your own because yeah. you've got no willpower. Yeah. <laughs> or even me on my own. But do, do, do you know, so the research, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not just pulling this out of fresh, you know, the research said they did a, an experiment with um, walkers, groups of walkers, yeah? Right. And they looked at them doing it, on people doing it on their own and people doing it within a walking group. And the people who did it within the walking group maintained it longer than the people who were doing it on their own as individuals and it was that company it was you've arranged to do you know do it with somebody so you didn't want to let them down and and that's you know so straight away it increases so you know as uh, someone who's into sports um that bit of psychology you can take that and you can apply that in the real world so if i i know if i want to get it's like when i said and i've gone about the substance misusers i know the chances of them coming along will increase because it's not just me taking them and doing something with, with them on my own. They're doing it with a group. They're arranging to do it with other people. Yeah? Mm -hmm. There's that contact, there's that building up of camaraderie. But 
if you're doing it with some, if you arrange to do something with somebody else, or there's going to be other people there, that increases the chances. But mm. so does having the confidence that you're going to be able to to do what it is you're being asked to do. Mm. Yeah. If you were say going to a basketball match, you know, going going with a group of guys to play some basketball, been invited to play some basketball, right? And you think, oh God, you're not very confident about your ability to play. Good, I'm rubbish at it. Da, 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 da. I don't think you're going to be able to learn it. The chances of you sticking with it would go down again. But if you go, I'll oh, give it a go. I'm not bad. I, I can remember playing a little bit. Your chances of of going, yeah, and, and maintaining that and maybe putting that into your lifestyle is going to go up. So stuff like that. If you're talking with somebody about what they want, wanted to get into, and da, 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 you talk about something they enjoy. Mm. Because if it's something they enjoy or they've got confidence, they're not about, you know, they're good at. I said, I said to you, you know, or one of your friends said, right, do you want to start getting into doing a bit of football? You're like, yeah, I'm actually quite decent at football. I used to play at school, da 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 da. da. Mm. The chances are going to be right up there that that's something that you're going to keep up. It's something you're, good, you're confident at, you're good at, you think you could improve at. You've got a body you're going to be going with. And like I said, if you've got somebody there, mm. oh yeah, and uh, you get on with it, you're having a laugh straight away, your chances are, are going right up that this is going to be something that you're going to be able to take. You know, if, I, if I'm working with you, I thought, yeah, this is going to be good for Adam. Mm. Because I know it's ticking all these boxes psychologically that mm. are indicators of increasing your adherence to, to, to that sort of start, lifestyle. That's, you know, you yeah. Know I mean? yeah, no, of course. I think I, I agree. And I think, like, I remember when I lived in Nottingham, like, I'd go to the park with friends and we'd play basketball and we'd play football. And because it was a group and you know, other people were going to be there and the social side to it, you know, you're more likely to go. And then, but I think when you see yourself kind of growing, you know, if, if people lack confidence, you know, socially and, you know, they're doing a physical thing and they know they're going to grow. They know that they're going to kind of push out the comfort zone socially. There's other kind of factors, isn't it? And people are more likely to do it if, yeah, you know, rather than just by themselves and not talking to anybody. Yeah. And then if there's all sorts of, um, yeah, you know, a lot of this, what, what we're talking about now is all, all about the uh, applied sports psychology. Yeah. Mm. So, that would be one way you could choose activities for the person and then you'd give the person sort of exercises and techniques to do at home. So mm, um, yeah. a big one would be visualisation, you know? Yeah. Having a sort of visualisation, having some sort of like um, positive statements that can, that can say. To them. And also another thing is having a supporter. If you've got people around you who are quite supportive or encouraging and saying the right things to you, that's going to massively increase your, your chances as, as well. I mean, the bit, like I say, the visualisation is you can talk the person through the mind, visualising, doing whatever they wanted to do and being, you know, being good at it, having a good time, all the stuff, and make it some of the practice. Keeping a journal, yeah, is, is another good one. Keeping a journal of uh, how, how your fitness is going and, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, so there's loads and loads and loads, but yeah, having a good having a good support system, you know, mm -hmm. if you had, if you had a if you've got a partner, and they're basically 
um, saying to you, yeah, you know, oh, aren't you supposed to go into the gym today? Oh, don't forget you got to go for your run. You're going for, you're still going for a run? Or, you know what, I might even come with you, if, you know, blah, 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 blah. Or if you've got someone as well, that massively will increase, you know, yeah. your success as well. Because, you've, you know, you've almost got like, your little cheerleader there, your little support system. And also, that's really good, not just through the, the good, but also through the bad. You know, also, when, what I mean, but we're not bad, that's putting it wrong, but also when you're Sometimes. feeling, yeah, not so motivated, you know what I mean? And one thing that you always, one one good thing that I, I, I've always, that's another reason that, you know, that, that keeps me going, is mm. I know sometimes even when I don't feel like doing it, um, just for experience, every time I felt like that and I've gone and done some physical activity or done some activity, you know, done, done some exercise or whatever it is, after, I felt great. And then that's happened again and again and again and again. Whenever that question pops into my mind, like, oh, I don't want to feel like doing it today, that other memory comes back, yeah, but you know, this will be a brilliant one. Because I know on all those days where I don't feel like doing it, after I've done it, I'm so glad. I'm absolutely yeah. You know, when you've yeah. got a good sweat yeah. on and... Yeah, you know what? I might even treat myself to a pint now. Yeah, man, I've I've enjoyed that. And you, yeah, you know, you take me back ninety minutes before that. I'm like, oh, I can't be asked to go tonight. Go, you know, yeah. <laughs> 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 you're a little bit of a morning with yourself. Actually, I'm going to go because I know this will be even better. Because you know yeah. that once you've through it, all them endorphins have been released, and when feel good vibe, you know, feel good uh, hormones have been released. You're like, wow, yeah, I feel great. I'm so glad I've done that. You know what I mean? And that will set you up for the next time you feel like that again. Think, oh, oh yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. you, you know what the payoff's going to be at the end. You know, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to do it because I know once I've done it, I'll feel great. I agree. I think, like you said, there's that payoff when you do it. And like you said, we can almost talk ourselves out of doing something before we've done it. And and it's like, you know, once you actually do it, you have that release and you feel that benefits. And then that kind of encourages you more to then do it again, doesn't it? Yeah. And it's like if you don't do it, like if I, if I don't do certain things in my routine, I feel, I feel it. And then I feel a bit negative. And then sometimes if I've missed it in the morning, I'll end up doing it later on just to kind of get it in. But like it's, you know, once you do it, it spurs you on that bit more doesn't it yeah 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 because you like like i say you get you're getting the results and also i mean another thing that i uh started doing to myself from the from the old nike advert is just like just do it mm. literally if i'm thinking just just chuck myself literally just throw myself into it it's just like just do it just do it now just do it um yeah. and having that you know what i mean run, run through uh, if it, 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 you know, it's a good thing. And another one of my sayings is that, that I use sometimes to keep me motivated. If I'm, if it's the best use of my time right now, is this the best use of my time right now? So if I'm just sitting there on my ass and I'm on my third program on Netflix, is this the best use of my time right now? It's probably not. <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> I mean, probably <laughs> well, I probably, I love this program, but I could probably be doing something better. Is this the best use of my time, right now? <laughs> yeah. That's that. 
that was one of my special ones at uni to get me through. If I started like drifting off off task, there's a little thing. Is this the best use of my time right now? Nah, it's probably not. And that getting back on track, just do it. Just just go for it, do it. Mm. But um yeah, jumping back on, we've been a bit all over the street, jumping back onto the uh, MMA, it's probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do yeah. because you're having to learn so, keep up to date with so many different martial arts and you've got to keep all your tools really, really, really sharp. Because what you can fall into the habit, you'll have a favourite <laughs> uh, bit, bit of the MMA that you like and you'll spend a lot of time on that Take it with the jiu-jitsu, which is my one of my my Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So you'll spend loads of time doing doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but then all your kicks and your punches and everything else kind of lose that little bit. Of, you know what I mean? A little bit of sharpness, mm. a little bit of snap. Mm. So you've got to keep up with everything, um, and it's being able to do that and balance out the the nutrition, because uh, I think when I was doing the maths, and it worked out for one MMA class, you burn. I think it was like 1,450 something calories in a class, Jesus. right? And I'm thinking, God, most people only eat about two and a half thousand calories a day. So to, to maintain a weight and you know your nutri, you know, like I say, the, the nutrition side of things, being able to eat right, have the right amount of water. Etc. Etc. And the time for your techniques. It's literally that being into the MMA was almost like a life. It literally consumes you, mm. you know, um, because you're having to sort of like keep up to date with so many different things, learn new things in all these different areas, learn how to put them together. And like I say, the food thing just such a killer. The amount of food that you're having to sort of consume all the time because you're putting in that much hard work, it's very easy to fade away because you're normally going to be doing anything from probably hour and a half, two hours a day, uh, just doing strength and conditioning. Mm. And then probably the same again with technique. And that's if you're a part-timer, yeah, like me. So I was probably four, probably four hours a day, like in the morning, when I was getting ready for a competition. I was going out, uh, doing a run, come back, grab my work stuff, you had a swimming pool around the corner, go there, 64 lengths, do my mile, mm. close mm. on, protein shake, get to work, big breakfast, cup of coffee, da -da 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 -da, you know, uh, on, on yeah. with my work, mid-morning break, another big breakfast, you know what I mean, da -da 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 -da. from there, training the evening, about two and a half hours training in the evening, uh, drop my kids off, get back, Little bit, you know, 40 minutes, waits before I go to bed, bump, gabble with my missus for a little bit, get my head down, yeah. and then up in the morning all over again. <laughs> used to have, I used to have Sundays off, but Sunday I used to just do a run on a Sunday. So on a sun, do that for yeah. right. Um, in fact, I was, in fact, I was doing that, and then I ended up taking over the Thai boxing class on a sun, Sunday morning. Nice. So we used to do a run on the Sunday morning, then do the Thai boxing class. So it worked out Monday, actually, it used to be, um, I think Monday might, was my day off, but then it worked out because I took that Thai boxing class on, on the Sundays. I was doing it sort of seven days, of, you know, training seven days a week, but on the Sunday, I won't do no weights, all right, I'll just do a run and just do the, you know, just do the Thai boxing class. 
but uh, got me super fit, got me unbelievably oh, yeah. fit. You know what I mean? I got really, really, you know, super duper fit. Like, yeah. <laughs> stupid, stupidly fit, stupidly fit. Yeah, you know what I mean? that's 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 amazing that you was doing that, and I think like it's um, it's that kind of like I said, just throwing yourself into it and. Like you've gone into all these different areas of martial arts. Some people like never do any martial arts or never like go. They just do like one, and you've done like loads. There's this kind of spectrum. Do you know what I mean? So you got like these kind of like skills and like knowledge and experience. Do you know what I mean? Through through all these areas of martial arts, and um, I think I think everybody should do it. I I used to do kickboxing, um, you know, many years ago. And I think I kind of like wanted. To, I did just like kickbox training, and did a little, I think a bit of like shadow kickboxing on the side with it. Um, but I, I kind of like wanted to go into like, you know, take it further. But um, I don't think my family wanted me to kind of, you know, go into fights and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed kickboxing, and I, I've I've I found on myself going into fitness a lot. You know, um, I don't know if I told you, but I had like PTSD, you know, and I was like 13, 14. I had an accident and fitness helped me through that. I remember running. I just started running, you know, started running. Then I started going to the gym, started, you know, weights and all the rest of it. And it really helped me, you know, through that time. And I think fitness has so many benefits, you know, socially, physically, mentally, um, you know, as well as, you know, maintaining nutrition. But the, the, I, think, I think everybody should do it. I think everybody should do some sort of fitness. Some Oh, gosh, yeah, something. definitely. Definitely. But um, as soon as people leave school, there's a massive drop-off. Mm. There's a massive drop-off. And normally, it's... Like I say, people who probably fall into the category of probably being middle class, yeah, uh, uh, are the people who probably end up getting back into fitness again at a later age and then maintain it because they've got the you know they've got the pennies, they've got the money oh, yeah. to be spending, like I say, for trainers to be going to the you know a nice gym and and stuff like that. But the majority of people sort of step off, and the two sort of like categories, like I say, people who are in a lower Social economic sort of like band bracket, bracket, yeah. and uh, and also uh, women. Women massively don't don't exercise. You know, uh, when we was, uh, I mean, these stats are available from Sports England, so you can go onto the Sports England website. All this, you know, this sort of information I'm telling you about now, and you can look at all these sorts of stats. Uh, look at ethnicity, look at age, look at uh, the difference in, in you know, sexes, all, all this sort of info I'm giving to you now. And this is all obviously they've obviously got it from research papers, da 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 da. But um, when we were looking at some stats, it worked out the less than well, a very small percentage of uh, women actually exercised for a minimum of 30 minutes a week mm. a week wow so that's not even 10 minutes a day so wow. that's you know they don't even exercise for 10 minutes a day so if you i think uh, we were looking at it if you had 
if you're part, if you had a girlfriend, you're, you're, or whatever, yeah, you had a partner. Yeah, yeah. And um, she did more than that. Right, straight away, she'd be in the higher bracket of activity for for females. With far fewer females keep active than what 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 males do. Wow, it's quite crazy, that isn't it? I mean, when you think of it, and you break it down. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's 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 mad. You know, like I say, a lot of people, a lot of the time, you think about it. It's sort of like um, forced upon you, you know, this mm. sort of keeping fit. And you're, you're running around anyway, aren't you, when you're a younger person or when you're a kid? Yeah. But like, yeah. as soon as you leave school and you get into that habit of going to work, whatever, it tends to go out, go out the window. And I think the older you get, then, you know, the less likely you are to be maintaining maintaining any exercise if anything you get a few people who sort of like a, a bit of midlife crisis and go to about 40 yeah. or I've, got to have, I've done no exercise for two decades yeah. about to do is something yeah run out and, and do a bit of training but that's normally only only lasts for mm. a short a short while and then they go back to other oh, yeah, I'd have always, always kind of been. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think, like, you know, if you have a girlfriend or whatever and they're doing it, it kind of motivate them to do it. Because I remember, when, you know, when I've had girlfriends in the past, I've been doing things and then they kind of, you know, springs into their mind. They're like, oh, I'll go work out with you or I'll go to the gym. And it, it definitely does help, I think, if, if someone else is doing it because then they start kind of thinking, oh, maybe I should probably do something as well. You know, it gets... It's kind of contagious, isn't it? You know, if you're doing something, it can sometimes make people think about what they're doing and then they end up probably doing something, you know. And then also, I think, if if they see your results, yeah, they want a bit of it as well. Other people, it could be friends or whatever. You know, so uh, if they see you in better shape or not even in better shape, but just in good shape, yeah. yeah, it's not like better, better than somebody. You're doing it for, you should be doing it for yourself. For yourself, yeah. In my opinion, anyway, you know what I mean? You should be doing it for you. Mm. But um, if, if somebody notices that you're living that lifestyle, you know, you're in fairly good shape, um, sometimes that can be a good motivator as well. Like, God, you're looking good. What are you up to? Oh, I'll just do a little bit of this. Oh, can I come? You know, or, you know, you say yeah. they want to get on board with it. Yeah, that's it. No, exactly. I mean, to as like as like an overall thing, like if you could select, if you could like pick, like, do you have like a favorite martial arts? Like, could you pick one if you could pick like a certain favorite? <laughs> um, it all depends what you want it for. I mean, for example, because I obviously I've got a lot of experience. Um, for example, Butler, yeah, mm. uh, he'd done a bit of uh, boxing in the, you know, in the past, and this, that, and the other. Yeah, and he, yeah. he said to me, "Boz, you know, what can you, what would you recommend for me to get into?" And I said, "Well, as a starting point, I think uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu says is, is is very good. So because basically, it's it, it's self-defense, yeah." 
And that's the thing I was sort of say, try, it's hard to, unless you, you know, quite a lot about it. There's a difference between, obviously, the self-defence side of stuff, doing stuff as a, as, as a sport, da, 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 because obviously there's stuff that you probably wouldn't do in uh, a sport that you would do in a self-defense sort of scenario like you know might poke someone in the eye or do you know hit someone in the throat or do you know what i mean elbow them in the back which are all areas you know all stuff that you can't do yeah um, yeah. um in mma for example so you can't poke someone in the eye in mma you can't you got you know purposely hit him in the throat punch him in the throat you can't yeah. do any stuff that strikes along the spine uh, you know, along the back, which is all stuff you'd probably be able to get away with in a martial art. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not in a martial art, sorry, in a self-defense, sorry. Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that, that was the one I recommended to him for purely a self de- from a self-defense, you know, uh, mm. point of view. But if you, you know, uh, but if that so for, that's kind of for the layman so if you if you're just a person who just wants to know a few little techniques just to keep yourself safe mm. uh, yeah. i think it's you know it's it's something brilliant to get into it's like i say something i recommended uh for him to do mm. if you want if you wanted to go a little bit further but if he came up so if he came up against somebody else you know if you've done japanese jiu-jitsu if you came up against somebody else who isn't really trained they haven't really done another martial art just some you know Somebody you know, in, a, in a pub is starting trouble on your own decimal. Brilliant. You know, brilliant. But if you came up against somebody who really knows what they're doing, yeah, it might be a different, it might be a different scenario. But what I've learned through doing this anyway, I was saying to Butler actually the other night, I said, um, I think the more knowledgeable you become, the more chilled out you become. Yeah. Relaxing like that. I said to you before, you've got that air of confidence. You're more like, you're not really worried because you've probably been in, you know, scenarios like that anyway before. Yeah. And plus, you, you know what your abilities are, what you're capable of. So you're like, I'm all right, mate. You, you, you calm down because if you did, you know, it's not going to be good for you. So you, you, yeah. you, you, you calm yourself down, mate. <laughs> you know, yeah, you yeah. The, more, the more you know, the more you seem to be... Yeah. More relaxed. You've got no anxiety. You've got no. Do you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you can hold. You can hold your own ground, can't you? Think, your own. Like. You're not saying that you're going to win. No. You know, someone a clunk. You know, you could clunk it. You could lose. But yeah, you're not. Yeah. You know, you you you're not really. Yeah. I'm definitely not going to come out that bad. Even if I lose, you'll definitely you'll definitely know you've been in the tangle with me. I, I don't think you'll want to do it again. You know, if yeah. you can leave all that. And when they see you about again, they'll leave you alone. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no, I messed with him. You know what? Uh, I only just got out of there because a couple of my mates coming out. Uh, yeah. No, I don't think we'll. Uh, I don't think we'll go there again. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I think you become a lot, a, a lot more, a lot more kind of, uh, kind of, kind of chilled out. So my point is going to be going all the way back to the Japanese jiu-jitsu. Is yeah, it's good. It's a good little self-defense uh, system. Somebody come up to you. I tell you how good it is. We we teach that to the police. Mm. So we used to Japanese jiu-jitsu is what uh, you teach to the police. All the arm, uh, all the holds and the restraints and all the stuff like that. That that's all the stuff we show. You know, 
Uh, I used to show police officers, show the armed forces, uh, show some of that stuff to doormen. Uh, there are a lot of stuff that will show to sort of mental health nurses to hold restrained patients, stuff like that. Mm. You know, it works. It works. I mean, it works normally on the layman, but if you had, so, and it's very rare that you're going to come across somebody who's really good at this sort of stuff, you know, really good at a different <laughs> MMA, for example, or martial art or wrestling or whatever it is, and who is the trouble or is whatever. You know, who, who's going to be, who's going to have to use your Japanese jiu-jitsu against. The only reason that would happen is if you're the one being the asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the, those sort of people, I mean, imagine if you've gone, uh, it takes 10 years to get a black belt in, in uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. 10 years. Yeah? Wow. Where, if you've done karate, it takes three years. Yeah? Mm. <laughs> you could be doing jiu-jitsu for five years and you could still be a white belt because it's up to the guy to say yeah here you go do you know yeah. what I mean you don't you just give them out you know we're over martial art they tend to give them out and it's a bit more of a money maker so oh, every month you got to do a belt or every three months you've got to do a belt da -da 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 -da. you know what I mean and yeah. uh, you can be cool because you've got a different colour belt on and they, they're just there collecting the dough yeah, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? yeah that's it and um, there's a there's a if you heard of joe rogan you've heard of joe rogan yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's he's heavily into martial arts and he talks about it a lot on his podcast and there's a guy he has on called jerry diaz and he's a cuban guy and he's he's got he's on his podcast and he's a comedian and he's into jiu-jitsu brazilian jiu-jitsu and he talks about it a lot and he's He's a he's a big guy, do you know what I mean? And he and he's he looks really well, you know. He's it's really sorted him out, you know, doing jujitsu. And he he talks about it, and he says um, it's very. He said there's something very therapeutic about jujitsu. And he says you're rolling and stuff. And he says there's all there's always going to be someone who's that bit better than you, or something like that. And he said you know it's very. Um, he says, you do, you do, you know, you do a grapple, you do a roll, and afterwards, you know, you're thinking about it in your head. You know, you're thinking about how that went. You're kind of self-reflecting on how you can improve. He said, it's very therapeutic. Be, yeah, because this is, what I was, this is what I was saying to you when uh, I mentioned earlier on, especially with the MMA, because you're trying to put it all together. Um, and with the jiu-jitsu as well, uh, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you're trying to, Say someone caught you in a move, you'll go back through and think, right, how did they catch me? Right? Did they do this? Did they do that? Did they do the other? You know, was it, was it not concentrated? Because the thing is as well, if you're not concentrating, if you're down there, same with sparring. If you're down there, you've had an argument with your missing, you're thinking about, oh, what are you having for your tea or whatever else. You know, especially when we're in the rolling, you're going to be getting choked out. Before you know it, you'll be like, what am I having <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I mean? You've got to be fully switched on, absolutely, hundred hundred percent switched on. If you're not switched on, you know what I mean. Before you know it, you're getting choked, or one of your limbs is being bent the wrong way, or or, or, or whatever. You'll 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 go through, um, because uh, you've been studying. You know, you you've been studying because every class in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, you spar, you roll every class, yeah. 
Um, and when you first get there, you probably only learn a couple of techniques before you know you're tapping, you're tapping, you're tapping. But then each week upon week, you're learning more and more and you're not getting tapped or it's getting harder to tap you. And then you're tapping other people. And then they're putting you up against people who are higher belts. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I can say in some, in some places, because we've got on about <laughs> this poor guy, because different clubs and different senseis, you know, there is no uniformed way of grading people within the um, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu system. So there's the same belts, but there's no like, all right, you come for a year, you're going to get your belt. Yeah? You come for two years, you're going to get a belt. You, like I say, you could come for five years and you could still be wearing that same white belt around your waist. Or you could be someone who was a bit of a prodigy like um, BJ Penn or uh, Eddie Bravo. Yeah? Eddie, Eddie People, Bravo, yeah who got the belts in sort of like four years. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Uh, four years got to be a black belt. It was a brown belt and he, he beat one of the graces as a brown belt. Do you know what I mean? Unheard of. Unheard of. You know, I say with BJ Penn. So there are all these people who, have, who, who can do it, I think, can take up to 10 years, sometimes longer, to get a black belt and beat BJ. But what, what it, uh, a lot of it will depend on them people. They're people who... You haven't got a job. So all day, guess what they're doing from dusk till dawn? Learning that. Training and training and training and training. If you've got eight hours, right, to put in every day, you can do those sort of things. Do you know what I mean? Uh, or even eight hours or more, yeah, you'll smash it. If you're just someone who's going there for um, an hour twice a week, yeah, obviously your progress is going to be a lot longer. Do you know what I mean? Because that person who's doing it eight or ten hours a day, yeah, he's got 70 hours in a week. You've done two. Yeah. Yeah, you've done two. So that's like, you've got to do like another, God knows how many more months worth of training before you even catch that dude. Yeah. Are you with Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So your people like your Eddie Bravo, they're people who are like putting in serious hours. It becomes you like you get obsessed with it. Mm. Yeah. You get obsessed with it, start putting in them hours every day, mm. you'll get good and you'll get good quick. And you'll get promoted quick. You go once a week, twice a week, and you're not doing nothing else, it's gonna take you a hell of a long time to be getting anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I... I think that's that's like key with you know anything in life, isn't it? Like the more you do something, the better you get at it. Yeah, to a certain point. Yeah, to a certain point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, it's definitely definitely key, and I think like um, is what like um random like uh question, but like do do you read any books at all? Do you have any favourite books at all? Do you do you um um yeah, I'm just looking across at my uh, book collection, and by you know when I when I first was doing the MMA club, and it, it was like the early 2000s, so it was like um, it wasn't as mainstream as it is now, mm. and not many people have sort of heard heard about it, and it was more referred to as cage fighting mm. rather than um, you know mixed martial arts. And cage fighting sort of conjures up a certain kind of image and stuff like that. And that's the way in the early days it used to kind of be 
uh, promoted. And also in the early days, you had a lot of people who had sort of come from maybe a background like, like me where they studied loads of different martial arts and then they're just trying to put it together. Do you, do you know what I mean? They're trying to yeah, yeah. pick, cherry pick the best bits from all them different bits and say, right, we'll try this. I think this is the best way. I think that's the best way. Where by the time um, sort of like getting into the club, anybody who's coming along now, they're learning actually mixed martial arts. So when you come up, come to the class, you could be learning five techniques from five different martial arts. But to you, it's just mixed martial arts because you haven't had to go away and learn each one of them martial arts individually like it used to before it kind of got to where it is now. Mm. Someone's already done that. Someone's already put this together for you and mm. served it up on a plate. So where, yeah. when I give you a drill, there'll be a bit of boxing. Yeah, there'll be a level change in some wrestling. There'll mm. be a wrestling takedown. Then some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to get past your guard. Then some wrestling ground and pound. Do you know what I mean? And back into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for an arm bar or a triangle or for whatever mm. technique. Do you know what I mean? So you're using so much... Might even yeah. start off with a taekwondo kick, then into a bit of box. Then into you haven't got to learn all them different martial arts. You just go to an MMA class. Mm. You see someone like me, and I'll, I'll I'll be able to show you all them. Or sometimes mm. if you're against the cage, rather than dropping into a wrestling technique, you'll do a hip throw from judo. So it's again yeah. you have, you had to go to a judo class to learn that. Mm. Someone's already gone and done that. In the early days, it was like. Oh, I've done a bit of this, I've done a bit of that, I've done a bit of that. Right, I'll mix that all together. What, am I allowed to use anything? Yeah, you're allowed to use anything. It was like, right, we'll see how this, how how it plays out. And then throughout the time, it's worked as as like a filter system Mm. to where anything that's kind of obsolete has been filtered out. Mm. Yeah. Uh, And anything that's useful has been maintained. And then added then sometimes added on to or altered or you know, do, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's been experience on, on the original to make it work within the MMA sort of world for example yeah. box is some excellent boxing techniques but some of them you can't use because mm-hmm. of where your head is when you're getting ready to throw punches to fight you're putting your head too low you're going to get a knee in the face or do you know, do you know what I mean yeah, you can't yeah, yeah. Dive and you know do a, do a duck under and roll you over, so you can't do that technique. Mm-hmm. So on their own, within their own little realm, some of, some of the stuff is brilliant. But coming across like the tie boxing, tie boxing is excellent, but you yeah. can't use yeah. tie boxing techniques in an MMA match. If you had a guy mm-hmm. using that, you're going to get destroyed. And also, some of them make you more vulnerable. Because the reason yeah, they're good yeah. in that particular genre, them particular martial arts, is because I can't do a double leg and put your legs out on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't catch it, do a hip throw and dump you on your head. You know? No. Yeah. <laughs> I can hit you with a knee back, kick a punch, you know, yeah. I can kick you But I can't do that to you. I can't do that to you. I can't yeah. get you in a knee bar and threaten to break your leg. You, yeah. you know? You can't <laughs> limit it. Yeah, so, in the time, yeah, but also in the time box, you haven't got to worry about them threats. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Same with the boxing. You ain't got to worry about certain techniques because you ain't got to worry about me coming in and whipping in a nice calf kick and tucking your leg out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you ain't got to worry about that. You ain't got to worry about, you know, getting kneed in the face. If you come, you know, you see the people that in boxing that come really low doing all this. 
you do that where someone in MMA is going to go smash, whip yeah. you over, re, you know, take your neck and put you in a guillotine or whatever. You go in one way, catch you, and yeah, you know, don't worry about that. So even though you're using some of them techniques, you can only use them. Like I say, you've got to either make, make some sort of variance, so you've got to change it to make it fit in with the MMA. So when you're doing that particular thing, you're not putting yourself at risk of, of, of another technique. Because like yeah. I say, when, you, when you're doing any of those things that you're borrowing, purely in their form, then they only have to worry about someone attacking them purely in their form. Yeah. yeah. A yeah. boxer only has to worry about another boxer coming towards him. Yeah. Mm. Um, a judo guy would only worry about somebody else trying to use judo throws on him. They won't think about wrestling throws. They won't mm. think about stri- striking with elbows, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, so within their own field, they're great, but sometimes, you know, taking them techniques and trying to apply them into MMA, it, the, the, no. the, the, yeah, they're not going to work. No. They're not going to work. Why people now who, who do it are so lucky because... Someone like another coach, they've already done this homework and took out all the stuff that, that you don't need to know, that don't work. So mm. you just, when you come along, you just learn MMA, mixed martial arts. You aren't going to, mm. you know, go away and learn them individually, even though that's what you'd probably advise someone to do. If they're coming to your MMA class and say you were, you were a good grappler, you're dead good on your wrestling, but your striking looked a bit weak, I might say to you, right, get yourself to a boxing class. Yeah, you know, to sharpen up your punches. So you, everything else you could do might be brilliant, but do that, or you might have really good hands, but your kicks are poor. So I might go right, go to a taekwondo class. So practice yeah. getting and get, getting some nice, you know, variety of kicks. So do you know what I mean? Sometimes you do need to go away to those individual things just to tweak up. Do you know what I mean? On certain, those things, yeah, certain bits for your game. Because what the alternate in in the in the MMA thing is, you you kind of ready for the fight no matter where it goes. Yes. Yeah. When someone comes up, scoots my legs up, dumps me on my ass, I can use my Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu off my back. Yeah. yeah. If um, someone comes sort of swinging some big tie kicks at me, I know tie boxing. I could check the kick. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? Sweep his leg and then apply my MMA onto him. Or you know, no matter yeah. where that fight goes. Yeah. With a good MMA guy, good mixed martial artist, you're ready for anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can you kind of, anything. Yeah. You're like a good mix of all these skills. Yeah. You've you, you, you got your back against the wall. That's just like you're being up against the cage. You're not worried. You know what yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah, I'm just cage. I'm used to fighting it. I've got loads of stuff I can do fighting off my back, mate, or fighting against the wall or in a corner. He's like, oh, I just do this all the time. <laughs> do you know? Yeah. No matter what. He's <laughs> like, well, yeah, sad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do that. Yeah, where you, you took a boxer, he could be a world world title, you know, world champion boxer. You sweep his legs, get him on his ass. The boxer's no good. Yeah, he's on his back. It's, yeah. he can't he can't move that footwork. He can't bob. He can't. He's in your world. Mm. You know what I mean? You know, you're wrestling or your BJJ. You can control his posture, let him tire himself out, and just you know do what you want. Mm. Yeah, it's game over. <laughs> Yeah, it's game over. It's this, um, is, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. It's like if you, if you know, just having one, say, say you just do like Taekwondo and that's it, and you go into another situation, you're not going to know really how to deal with that situation unless you kind of 
have those kind of other areas and experiences of like you know kickboxing jujitsu mma these different things that kind of all come come together you can kind of improvise in that situation i suppose yeah um, and all you can take the fight to where you're better hmm. like i said if you had a world chip you had a guy in the world class or you know in england boxer or whatever uh it's like right i'm not even going to mess around start trying to stand and throw punches with him and have I'm just going to duck under his punches, grab him around the waist, and apply my wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Again, or you can take the fight to where you where you want it. You know what I mean? You'll have that ability to, if you're losing it somewhere, right, I'm losing it this game. You can change that game. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm losing it blackjack. Let's play poker. You know, I'm, not, I'm losing it kicking. Let's play punching. You know, it's, yeah. it's like you, you can change it to whichever best suits, best suits you, whichever one's going to give you an advantage. Yeah, as well. Like um, to to kind of like like round up. Like, would you who would you say um, you have any role models? Whether that's like um, personally or like kind of people you like look up to. Oh gosh, that's that's a bit bit of a thingy question. But like, whether that's like you know friends, families, uh, members, uh, people who are famous or in, in a certain field. Or anyone you kind of like looked up to growing up or even now? Um, oh gosh. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a good one. That's a good it one. Could, it could be more than one person. Yeah. Um, I, I think we all have a Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, definitely got to be up there. Um, and for the martial arts, every kid ran about my my growing up with Bruce Lee. He was the man. He was the man. Um, and he th- also he had that mentality of because um, ran about at a time within the martial arts world, everybody was into this purist sort of thing. You know, your style, you're against my style. Da, 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 da. And with him, his sort of Jeet Kune Do sort of like philosopher was take everything from everywhere, take the best bits from every martial art. And also, and also it wasn't like, just take certain techniques, take the best bits that suit you. Because uh, another one of the philosophies was teaching for the individual. This is, you know, uh, one of the examples, you, go, you know, I'm not going to teach someone who's six foot seven, um, and quite slim, the same techniques. I want to teach someone who's, five foot seven and stocker, mm. you know, got different tools. He's got a dead long reach, da 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 da, da. he's more powerful. You know, you're gonna teach you're gonna you know, if he was sort of like I'm gonna teach these both different, totally different techniques. So mm. if I train both <clears throat> people for ten months, end of those ten months, they're both gonna to be totally different martial artists. Because I've yeah. taught him what's best for his body type and I've taught him what's best for his body type so he can make the best use of what tools he's got rather than you know one one size fits all martial arts yeah. do you know what i mean yeah. so uh, he, he was a big believer in that and also when you do the mma you've got to be got you've got to be kind of non-judgmental you know uh, like you don't want to be going somewhere else and rubbishing it you know rubbishing it off or rubbishing it off another martial artist, one of my students yeah. would go, oh, my mate does such and such, it's rubbish. I went, 
Is there, I bet there's some decent techniques in there. There's a bet if you went through what he's learned, I bet there'll be a couple of, even if it's not loads, there'll be some bits where you go, actually, that and that, all right. The rest of it might be a load of rubbish, but that and that. So, you know, you, you tend to learn to not be dismissive of, uh, mm. of other styles, other techniques, other stuff, stuff like that, because er, everything's got, I believe, everything's got something to give. Mm. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, uh, even with the Japanese jiu-jitsu, I, what, what I did, what I told Butler to do, not everything there that you, you probably use in the street, not everything there you've been able to probably take over to MMA, but mm-hmm. on the whole, I could say, yeah, it's got some decent stuff in it. You know, get a form of it's got some, mm-hmm. de- got some decent stuff in it. And if you're up against somebody else who didn't really know, no, and, you know, just some prat starting something on you, it's mm-hmm. going to do you well. It might save your life. Yeah, yeah, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, so I, I wouldn't rubbish it off, but to put that, someone who'd learnt that against somebody who'd say done MMA, it's yeah, yeah. totally no. different sort, totally different yeah. sort of thing. Yeah, no, I, yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree, and um, I, I've got to, I've got to shoot in a sec. But um, hey, why the, 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 yeah, <laughs> no, it's all right. Yeah, <laughs> but no, it's all right. But um, but no, like literally. Hmm? No, I was just by the way, we're doing part two tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but no, but literally, like I've, you know, it's been a pleasure, like um, talking about these things with you, and you know, connecting with you, and you know, sharing, you know, your experiences and what you're doing. And I, I just want to say, like, it's, it's, you know, pleasure to connect with you to talk about the things we have been. And I think, like, you know, you're doing great, a great job in what you're doing and, you know, what you're about as a person, you know what I mean? And I think, like, it's really, like, really, uh, really nice and positive. And, you know, you just kind of want people to get into fitness and you want people to improve and you know that's, that's like what you're about and yeah yeah and like i say it's not just not just about the uh physical aspects it's the it's it's a, it's a metal side of it as well Do you yeah. know what i mean i think there's benefits from you know mentally from from you know being physically active mm. uh you know def- definitely all, all all day long like i say for, from depression anxiety mm. uh you know, a, a addiction is definitely, yeah. definitely, you know, massive, massive benefits. And also mentally, I mean, some research came out. Uh, this is when I was trying to promote something called the Daily Mile. Uh, mm-hmm. I had to do a poster for it. Um, I was looking into that and sort of like, um, co- your cognitive ability actually goes up, which you've done some physical activity. So uh, we did it with small children and had them do some exercise and then go into a classroom and they had uh, better concentration uh, and also was able to retain, they were also able to retain more of the information as yeah. well. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's amazing stuff. Mm. I mean, from the cardio, I mean, the amount of changes that happen within your body as well. I mean, mm. on the, uh, you heard of capillarization? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you get extra capillaries growing and stuff like that. So that could be from your resistance training or you get that a lot from doing your uh, cardiovascular training. 
Mm. You know what I mean? So what will happen is your body will start to get extra capillaries of, you know, uh, to uh, increase the amount of blood supply and oxygen Mm. that you you get into the muscles. Yeah, yeah. Amazing stuff. And I was just on about this from a party. You know, one of the things is you get older, your lung capacity gets smaller. Yeah. So one good way that we can compensate that is by trying to uh, maintain as much muscle mass as uh, possible in your older age. Because mm-hmm. from about 55, it's going to start to go. You're going to start to yeah. lose the amount of muscle. You can still maintain your strength, but you're going to lose the amount of, um, well, the majority of people do, they lose the amount of active tissue. They've got the amount of muscle yeah, mass. Yeah. Um, and why it's then important to try and maintain it is because of your, it actually stores oxygen. So your yeah. muscles are storing oxygen. And mm. with you have lower uh, lung capacity, yeah, lower volume, basically it's another way of storing o- uh, oxygen with your system and maintaining a, a higher than normal, probably for your age group, uh, mm. energy level naturally, yeah, yeah taking any yeah, medication, yeah. Like that, just by you, uh, you know, living a, a fairly good uh, lifestyle. Mm. Yeah. I could talk all day, you know. <laughs> but no, it's <laughs> but no, it's I, I really, you know, I think it's really good, you know, to talk about these things and it kind of brings it into like, you know, people's awareness, you know, and hopefully through them like listening to this and watching this, it'll you know, kind of inspire, motivate people to to get up, you know, go for a run and just get into exercise and just to get into it and I think you like you know you provide a lot of beneficial positive you know information on it but um but, but, but where where can people are you on social media at all are you on Instagram uh, yeah um, so yeah I've got um a Facebook page uh Fit Cliff yeah, yeah at, at, at Fit Cliff um and the email that's my email as well fitcliff at gmail.com yeah um, and i've also got my old uh mma page up great white mma nice so uh yeah on, on there even though i haven't posted note for a while like that i've been a bit yeah bit of a, i've been at uni for the last four years uh yeah 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 head down i've like only just started to reconnect on you know, get get back onto social media say from when i finish say from the end of july you'll start to see yeah. i've been posting stuff up until then there's probably been absolutely nothing yeah uh, no, that's fine yeah, too busy uh, getting knowledge too busy getting yeah. knowledge yeah 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 no it's it's great and i'll i'll put that in the description for you and um fantastic I'll, I'll, and, I'll, and i'll share i'll share out my side as well Nice one, yeah. And I'll have to, I'll have to try and find find you. I'll have to try and find find the yeah, yeah. find the podcast. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll send you. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. All yeah. right, and well, great. Uh, yeah. you got yeah. all work soon. Yeah, I've got some stuff to do as well. Believe it or not. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. No, but it's good time to you. It's good. I'm gonna get told off to Skype in too long. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, it's all good. <laughs> well, well, yeah, never know. Hopefully, we'll do it again in the future. But yeah, I've really enjoyed yeah. today. No, 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 of course, mate. Yeah, you too. It's been really good. All right, all right. I don't know yeah. how to. All right, what do I, what do, I do? Just press it's leave. A, it's yeah, a, it's all good. I can, I can pause it here. I can stop it here. 
got it, got it, got it. Parsivity, 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 parsivity,